to the Anime Summit Newscast, your favorite host with the most sound the bomb. It is December 4th, 2020, and we're back with another can't believe it's December already, you guys. I feel like I say that every week. Every week I say that. Every week I go, oh my god, you guys, I can't believe we're already in November. I can't believe we're in October. I can't believe we're, oh my god. I say that every week. But this year feels like it legit feels like, uh, so like the, you know, the shutdowns and whatever happened in March, it feels like it was March for like three months and then all of a sudden it was September or something. But like, yeah, no, I, I, you know, didn't, I'm not doing a lot of Christmas shopping this year too. So I mean, maybe that's why it feels like a little weird still. I don't know. It doesn't feel like December, but it is, but it isn't, but it does feel like it, but it doesn't. But it is. But it ain't. It is, but it ain't. Anyway, I don't have a lot of news today, but I do have kind of a observation, <clears throat> opinion thing at the end that we're going to talk about, or kind of a big thing at the end. And then, uh, yeah, we'll take a little break in the middle. So let's do it. <clears throat> First of all, what was really cool, what I thought was super cool that happened this week, just a couple days ago, is we got a trailer for Universal Studios Japan Super Nintendo World. And a lot of people were thinking, oh, it's just going to straight up be like a Nintendo theme park. No, it's it's specifically Super Nintendo. Um, there's like a Mario Kart attraction. There's all kinds of stuff. Um, and actually, it, it might it might be just Nintendo in general, but it's 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 called Super Nintendo World and has a lot of um, Super Nintendo Mario game themed things in it. So like. There's Mario Kart, Yoshi's Adventure, um, you can go visit Bowser's Castle. I mean, it just looks amazing. And this is Universal Studios, Universal Studios Japan. And, you know, like, you know, a long time ago, I decided to stop doing, uh, you know, Japanese attractions. Because, like, you know, how often are my listeners going to go to Japan? But, like, once in a while, you know, when you got to see something this cool, it's just... It's super cool. They full-on, like, put out a trailer for it as if it was, like, a movie trailer. It was really cool. I mean, if I ever go to Japan, this is definitely on the list. I mean, it's just super amazing. And there's, like, when you go into Bowser's Castle, there's a big statue of him at the top of the stairs. There's, um, there's a little, like, hallway with all of the Mario Kart uh, cup trophies. That's so cool. Check it out. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I keep having to clear my throat, you guys. Um, but the King of Fighters 15 game teases reveal trailer. This was just like a little, really, really small short teaser. And basically what it was is it was the producer Yasuyuki Oda and creative director Eisuke Ogata. And they were talking kind of like how Masahiro Sakurai always does like those little videos, you know, um, they were just kind of talking and telling you like when things are coming out, what, what are they doing, what they're doing and stuff. And what they did was they teased, like, the concept art, the final concept art for three characters, Kyo, Binamaru, and Shune. And 
they also confirmed that Shun A will be the game's protagonist and that the game will take place after King of Fighters 14. So, yeah, dude. And also, they have that CG animated movie coming out that by a Chinese studio um, coming out in 2022 worldwide. So they talked about that a little bit as well, which I believe takes place like during the... Um, like the end of the Orochi saga, closer to like the end where they fight with Goinets or whatever. So that's going to be cool. Yeah, dude. KOF 5. I wasn't a big fan of KOF 14. I don't know. Just the way it looked. You know, that's when they switched to the, to the Chinese studio. And I just like KOF 12 and 13. 11, 12, and 13 were so good. The way it was, the way it looked, the way it was animated, that is like sprite work that is just done just amazing. And like, ah, oh man, I want to go back to that. KOF 13 is such a cool game. And when it went to that 3D, 2D shit, I was just kind of, ah, man, I don't know, man. It did not look right to me. I don't know. It just doesn't fit KOF to me. But, you know, I could be bias because i grew up playing like you know 97 98 99 and all them but anyway square enix offers permanent work from home program square enix is permanently enabling work from home for all its employees from december 1st onwards establishing it as a permanent and core program among the working styles it accommodates instead of a temporary means to prevent infections during the current covid19 pandemic so according to square enix press release on the matter each employee will be designated as either home-based, which means working from home for an average of at least three days per week, or office-based, working in the office for an average of at least three days per week, with the status change with status changes allowed on a monthly basis. Around 80% of Square Enix employees are expected to be home-based in December. Square Enix has established a work-from-home system since February this year, and the decision to make the system permanent comes after, among other factors, a June survey revealed that roughly 80% of the company's employees regarded working from home favorably. The company believes that the new program will enable staff to unleash even greater creativity. More details can be found on Square Enix's press release. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, it's really funny because, um, you know, I it's, it's, it's funny how this pandemic has revealed how productive working from home can still be. And it's just that, it just basically boils down to, you know, fucking capitalism. You know, companies think that we're being lazy or something if we're working from home. And it actually enables us, a lot of us, you know, I think there are some people out there who would say that they would rather work in an office so they don't feel as distracted. Um, me personally, having my home distractions makes me it feel like in a better place mentally. So I feel like I can get my work done better because of that. So... I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. I, what do you t- you tell me what what you feel like? I know some not all of us work from home, but still, uh, Square Enix is being sued over Dragon Quest dispute. I read this today and I was like, "What? Dragon Quest? Your story? Uh, this is the animated film that came out on Netflix, based on the SNES adventure Dragon Quest V: Hand of the Heavenly Bride, and it did quite well with Western audiences, despite the game's mixed reception." The animated film was received incredibly well in Japan initially, though that reputation has waned considerably since its release. 
When the film first launched, Dragon Quest V novelist Saori Kumi was less than thrilled, and she sought legal action. Now the writer is suing Square Enix for how it portrayed Luka, known as Ryuka, in your story, and now that lawsuit is extending to Toho Company LTD as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> the novelization written by Kumi-san fleshed out a character that is commonly referred to as simply as Hiro, expanding Luka, the English version of Ryuka's name, as a character in the Japanese novelization post-launch. Kumi-san first began her legal pushback against the animated film back in December of last year, where she sued the film production company behind your story in her original declaration. She was seeking credit for her work on the character portrayed in the film, as well as a public apology from the entire crew. In more recent news, her legal action has now extended to both Square Enix and Toho Company LTD, asking for 2 million yen in reparations, as well as a public apology from all involved. The novelist has received an overwhelming amount of support from fans through crowdfunding efforts, though the rest of the suit's validity has been a hot topic of debate. While she did contextualize the character, some are wondering if she's even entitled to legal action, given that Dragon Quest V's hero is based on the original game that launched in 1992, a game that Square Enix owns the rights to. That being said, the animated film references Ryuka, which is Kumi-san's contribution. Uh, Dragon Quest Your Story continues to see a decline in reception with its Japanese audience, in large part due to character representation and creative li liberties taken. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, hmm. I, I feel like I should do some more research on this, because as an artist, obviously, you know, me being an artist, I, I want credit for my shit too. But in this case, isn't... I mean, that she did a novel... So she did a novel version of Dragon Quest V. But she's saying that, that uh, Ryuka, or Luka, in the movie Your Story, borrows more from her novelization of, of Dragon Quest V rather than the game, which is said to be based on. Okay, so, hmm. And she wasn't given any credit for it. Hmm. I guess, like, really, really what she would need to do is she would need to, like, outline and show how much the character Ryuka in your story is the most similar to her novelization rather than Hiro in the original game, I guess, right? And I would have to you know, read that stuff myself to get a better opinion on it. But that's really interesting. That's really interesting. I'm kind of, I'm kind of wondering how that plays out. Sea of Thieves introducing seasons in 2021. I guess people are getting back into Sea of Thieves and they're, they're coming with, through with a, a boatload of improvements, updates, and everything. And they're coming out with seasons um, with new quests and everything like that. So um, it's been, it came out in beta like 2018, I think. Or it had a shaky kind of launch in 2018. And apparently they, they've taken the last couple years of you know, uh, feedback and everything to kind of, um, figure out some big shit. So hopefully it'll make it a better game. We'll see. The wonderful 101 remastered demo gives players control of wonder Bayonetta. Um, the wonderful 101 remastered found a new home on the switch earlier this year. And a new demo looks to, to sway curious players into giving platinum games, underappreciated superhero romp, a shot, to sweeten the pot for newcomers and established fans alike. The demo gives players free access to previously hard to unlock, Wonder Bayonetta. 
yeah, dude, I, I got to play this because I wanted to play it on the Wii U, but I never got a Wii U. Um, it, you know, it's kind of a dumb system. Um, I, for, I think a lot of us can agree. Um, but yeah, let me let me see. Hold on a second. I'm looking it up right now. I want to see when it comes out. Oh, wait, here it is on Amazon. Oh, it's, so it's already come out, right? Or what? Hold on. Planning on the podcast or Googling, Googling on the podcast. My bad, everyone. But yeah, um, the Bayonetta love. Da, 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 da. Yeah, this is really cool. I mean, I've, I've, who was, if you've ever played the Wonderful One on One, let me know, because I really want to play it. I really want to buy it. Look, here's a hard copy on uh, on Amazon for the Swish. Ooh, look at that. That's not bad. Thirty bucks. Hmm. I'm gonna add that to my wish list. Wish list. Is that a hard copy? I hope it is. I think it is, right? Either way, the wonderful one on one. Oh yeah, they they came out with a remastered version on PS4 also. Hmm. Maybe I should get it on PS4. Maybe I should get it on both. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna do that. I might. Shut up. Anyway. Uh new Nintendo Switch update offers an easier way to share content. A new Switch update is now live. While it offers a ton of helpful new tweaks, including an easier way to share content, the only downside is subjective. Some players are tagging Twitter online with complaints about how the Nintendo Shop online icon stands out. Uh, that seems like a weird... Oh, I see. Yeah. I guess I, I, I noticed that too, but I guess I didn't really care about it. I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, it, it gives you quicker access to all the online perks. So you don't have to go to the eShop and then go to this and go to that. Um, if you click on the little Nintendo Switch online icon, it just gives you all the perks right there. Um, add it to the home menu. It's like a little red button next to all the other buttons, which I guess does look out of place. Um, a new feature that automatically downloads backed up save data was added to the save data cloud. A trending feature was added to the user page. Users can now transfer screenshots and videos from, from album to their smart devices. Um which is nice um, because, you know, I so when I share, I don't like sharing my screenshots on Facebook because that's the only social media I have. Um, I, I don't know why. I just don't. So what I do, because I want to share it on Discord, what I'll do is I'll I'll share it to <laughs> I'll share it to Facebook and then download the picture and then delete the, the post because I don't want people commenting and be like, oh, what are you playing? Oh, what game is this? And it's just like, ah, I don't want to. I don't care. I just care about sharing it with my 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 discord homies right now you know so um so i'll delete it real quick after downloading the picture but apparently yeah you can do it straight to your device users can wirelessly connect their smart devices to nintendo switch to transfer screenshots and videos saved within their album for screenshots users can transfer a maximum of 10 screenshots and one video capture at once to connect users must use their smart device to scan the qr code displayed on nintendo switch's screen for more information please refer to the nintendo support website QR code is a registered trademark of Denso Wave Incorporated. Okay, that's a fucking... A new com- copy to a computer via USB connection feature was added under the system settings. Data management, manage screenshot and videos. Users can use a USB cable to connect Nintendo Switch to their computers to copy screenshots and videos saved under album. So that's pretty nice. I do have a, an extra USB-C cable out in my car to charge my Switch in my car. Um, users can now select what download to prioritize when there are multiple downloads in progress. 
user icons were added. 12 user icons that commemorate the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Bros. were added. Users can now name preset button mappings with the change button mapping feature. Brazilian and Portuguese was added to supported language and other issues. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, electronic Pokeball Replica may be the very best, like no one ever was. Electronic Diecast Pokeball Replica from the Wand Company. Um, yeah, dude. So, Pokemon 25th Anniversary is next year. So, that's when these will be coming out. But it's like a metal diecast, like Pokeball. And it lights up and everything. And it comes in a nice little box, which is super cool. Um, in addition to recreating the classic red and white ball... Um, Apparently, they're also making the Great Ball, the Ultra Ball, and the Premier Ball in the coming months, which is super cool. It'll retail for about $99.99 and can be pre-ordered now via Amazon and other participating retailers. Um, Additionally, a special Pokeball will be available exclusively through the Pokemon Center Store website, but orders are expected to arrive February 27th, 2021, a.k.a. Pokemon Day. Those replicas seem like a fun way to celebrate the historic milestone. Yeah, pretty cool, man. That's pretty sweet. I don't think I'll get one. But, I mean, it does look super cool. Like, it does look legit for show. Uh, Doom Eternal is coming to the Switch in December. That's pretty dope. Although, I don't know how I'd feel about playing this on the Switch. I was going to buy it on the Steam Autumn Sale, and I just chose not to just because I, I thought it probably would get a better sale in the winter. So, I might wait for it in the winter because i do really want to play it. i love doom um the holidays are just around the corner so if anyone wants to buy me this for for uh christmas you can although i probably won't use them <laughs> but i just think they're cool um but the shop panache essence um has made these makeup brushes that are in the shape of legend of zelda um items which is really fun cool so like there's there's a couple different master swords all from different there's four master swords all from different uh zelda games and then there's um i don't know what that is what is that from is that a key that's the key a key it's at the big fan brush but yeah you can grab a set right now for 33.99 there you go so if anyone wants to buy it for me thank you uh, PAX aims for a return to in-person conventions beginning in June 2021. Man, I've never been to PAX, and every time I see pictures of my friends going or some of the cosplayers I follow going, it always looks so fucking cool, man. I always I, that's what that's definitely on that's definitely bucket list for me. Like I definitely want to do that for sure. I would I would love to go. Um, and obviously, I would love for conventions to be a thing in 2021. And I know there's a lot of talk about, like, vaccines coming up, like, this month and stuff. And that's really cool. But, like, we're still, in my opinion, I think we should still be cautious and still, like, you know, not get our hopes up and still be uncertain about what the future is going to look like in terms of gatherings like this. Um, I, as, but I would love to return to that because I, I definitely want to go to a convention soon. Um People have been asking us, you know, are you guys ever going to go to a convention and things like that? And we definitely want to, for sure. Um, Oscar Isaac reported to play Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid movie. If you don't know who Oscar Isaac is, he's the guy who plays Poe Dameron in the Star Wars movies. And, um, yeah, apparently uh, Sony Pictures uh, opted uh, for Oscar Isaac. And you know what? He he does kind of have that ruggedness about him. I think I think it'll look pretty cool. You know, we'll see. 
do I think they should be making a Metal Gear movie? Absolutely not. I don't ever think that they should make, you know, with the exception of a few other franchises I can think of, you know, video game movies to me are just, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Here is the cast of the new Mortal Kombat movie coming out, which which we will talk about later on, more so at the end piece, on my opinion piece that I want to talk about. But uh, Makad Brooks is uh, Jax. Really cool. Um, he was in the game. He's in the show The Game in Desperate Housewives. Um, Chin Han as Shang Tsung. Um, he was in The Dark Knight and Marco Polo. Uh, he looks amazing. He he looks like Shang Tsung. I mean, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada is Scorpion. Um, he was in Lost, Westworld. He was in Avengers Endgame. Um, I don't remember who he played in Endgame. Um, but yeah, he will be playing Hanzo Hisashi. Um, Tadanobu Asano is Raiden. Very cool. Um, let's see. Sissy Stringer as Melina. Uh, Ludi Lin as Liu Kang. Okay, I, let me tell you something about Ludi Lin, okay? <laughs> the five actors who played in the, the Power Rangers in the 2017 Power Rangers movie, I love all of them. They all deserve to have more roles, and they all deserve to, like, be doing more cool shit. And Ludi Lin played Zack um, in the Black Ranger in the, that movie. And Zack in that movie was like a... Uh, kind of like a, a, a Chinese uh, kid who is skipping school. He lives in a trailer park with his, his mom, who he speaks Chinese to, and very cool character. That version of Zach is really cool, and Ludi Lin did a great job doing it, and I really... Oh, man. I'm excited to see him as Liu Kang. That's going to be super cool. Uh, Joe Teslim as uh, Sub-Zero, um, renowned martial artist and James Wan player Joe Teslim, who was in The Raid, Fast and Furious 6, The Night Comes for Us. He will be Sub-Zero. Josh Lawson as Kano. Um, he's in the show House of Lies. Jessica McNamee as Sonya Blade. Uh, she's she's very pretty. I think she she definitely looks like Sonya for sure. Um, and, you know, whether these characters look like them or not is not what, I'm, well, not what I care about the most. What I care about the most is, you know, that they bring the character to life for sure. Louis Tan in an undisclosed role. Max Wong as Kung Lao. Dude, it's cool. This Max Wong guy, he looks like Kung Lao, but he also looks like a slightly older version of Ludi Lin, which makes sense because Kung Lao is uh, Liu Kang's ancestor. So that's really cool. I think they did. They obviously tried to make that, so they did it on purpose, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's really cool. I'm excited for that. We'll get back to that more later on as we talk about uh, – uh, some other shit at the end at our opinion piece, but right now uh, let's go into the anime news, but let's take a small break. Hey everybody, it's Tom from Anime Summit here, and I'm here to talk to you about matcha tea from tpaz.com. This matcha is uh, harvested from Uji, Japan, and is certified organic matcha. It's a healthy and organic stress reliever, cognitive boost, it's full of antioxidants, and full of natural caffeine to wake you up in the morning. Go to tpaz.com and use anime at the checkout to get 20% off. Or you can go to um, matcha.animesummit.net and it'll auto-apply the coupon for you. 
matcha tea at tpaz.com. Booyah! Check that out for me, okay? And always links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there. And also, um, patreon.com slash animesummit. Become a patron today. Give a Smokey his wings, okay? And also, I mentioned this on this week's episode. But I just want to mention it again. Um, we are not doing Winter Anatube Con. Um, we decided to cancel it, I should say. I was going to say postpone, but we the next winter, the next Anatube Con is going to be in summer. So it's not like we're postponing it. We're just doing the summer one. Um, so yeah, we're just, we just, just had a lot of things happen with uh, a lot of people and Noxie kind of got busy with other stuff and other life things. So we decided to just kind of hold off for now and just stick with uh, planning for summer. So um, yeah, very unfortunate. So I'm sorry that, uh, that if you guys were excited for it, I apologize. Um, and I'm sure Noxie feels terrible about it too. So, um, but follow Project Manga on Twitter and follow AnatubeCon on Twitter um, for updates and things like that, okay? Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Zatsumatsu Kigushun, anime about endangered species and veils more cast. Um, okay, so apparently it's an anime about a bunch of endangered animals. I think it's a short. Um, but here's a little otter. His name is Rakoshun. Manboshun. Ishikawagerushin. It looks like it, dude. It honestly looks like it's drawn in Microsoft Paint. I don't know, but it looks super cute. Here's a here's a barefaced Johnson. Oh, here's an elephant. Here's a panda. His name is just Panda Shun. So these are all endangered animals. Yeah, polar bear, otters, um, uh, Ishikawa frog, ocean sunfish, otters, um. Uh, yeah, uh, Kadokawa is, I guess they're developing this thing to, you know, kind of bring light to endangered species, which is really cool. Although pandas have been doing better, uh, lately, I believe. But, uh, Sentai Filmworks unveils Chidori RSC's, RSC anime's English dubcast. Uh, I never watched this. Did anyone watch this? When did this come out? October 2019? Did we watch this? I don't remember if I watched this, you guys. It looks like Girls with Rifles. Maybe that's why I didn't watch it, because I thought, oh, here we go, you know. But, like, it looks like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks kind of cute. I, what the hell? I need to go back and watch that. Remind me to go back and watch that, you guys. Thunderbolt Fantasy shows third season premieres in April 2021 after COVID-19 delay, a.k.a. the best anime of all time. If you've never seen Thunderbolt Fantasy, it is the coolest fucking thing and a lot of people will say it's not anime. It is because anime is cartoons from or cartoons or animated things from Japan. This is from Japan and it's using puppet animation. So fuck you. Yeah. I got to catch up on season 2, but if you've never seen Thunderbolt Fantasy, it's fucking awesome. Um, Chainsaw Man teasing Master Takahisan and Duel Masters nominated for 66th Shogakukan Manga Awards. Um, let's just, let me just go down these lists right quick, you guys. Holy shit. Oh, you know what? Let me say that for, let me say that for the, the last piece before the big stuff, because it's a lot. And manga awards are legit. Um, Skate the Infinity Anime's TV ad previews ending theme 
This is a skateboarding anime, and I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited to finally see a sports anime about sports that I care about. And sports that I care about are like, I like martial arts and um, extreme sports, like skateboarding, BMX, and things like that. Can I do any of those things? No, I cannot. I just like watching it. But, like, you know, I used to skateboard um, when I was younger. And so, like, I really like watching skateboarding shit. You know, it's really fun. Long surfing shit is really cool. Um, I love watching rollerblading shit, mixed martial arts. I love that. So seeing an anime with some skateboard shit looks really cool. Um, the anime centers on Reki, a second-year high school student who loves skateboarding and gets caught up in in S, an underground and dangerous skateboard race at an abandoned mine with no rules. Longa, who has returned to Japan from Canada and has never skateboarded before, also gets wrapped up in S along with Reki. Dirty racers, AI racers, and other unique individuals compete in the youth skateboard race battle. So, yeah, I guess it's kind of like uh, more, more so racing and not so much, you know, like street shit, you know. But either way, could be cool. Um, a sentence of a bookworm, my, left, my next life as a villainous, reincarnated as a slime, re-zero top global bookwalker sales. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Uh, a sentence of a bookworm sucks, though, Nick. Um, Soko Musume Senki TV anime promo video highlights Yui. Um, yeah, this is, this looks really cool. I'm excited for, uh, Soko Musume, Musume Senki. Um, this is another kind of girls in battle suits. We talked about this a couple times already. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that one. I Star Chu Idol anime reveal second promo. Um, I Star Chu halfway through the idol. This is an idol show that centers around... Um, a bunch of different idol groups so it's it's not just it's not just like you know one idol group um it centers around um because it's based on a game i think it's based on a mobile game and so there's poppin star there's the berserk um lancelot tenjo tenge yes the idol group is called tenjo tenge uh f infinity f uh, Twinkle Bell, which is like two uh, duo of guys. Uh, I Heart B. I like these character designs. I'm not gonna lie. Actually, I might I might watch this. I'm I'm curious. I might I hate idol shit. I talk shit about idol shit all the time, but I'm kind of curious. I kind of want to see that. So we'll see. Um, True Cooking Master Boy anime sequel reveals promo video January 11th debut. Um, the official website for True Cooking Master Boy, the television anime of Itsushi Ogawa Shinchuka Ichiban sequel manga series began streaming a promotional video for this show's sequel on Friday. So yeah, here we go. Here's another cooking show. I'm excited to see this, but it takes place like in um, 19th century China, and that's why it's uh, that's why it's uh, you know it's different than your normal average cooking show. The first season premiered in October 2019. Uh, I never watched it, man. Why didn't we watch it? Damn it. I might have to give it a watch. And then, yeah, the new one's coming out 2021. Pony Canyon listed as registering animeplanumend.com domain. Pony Canyon Incorporated is listing as registering the animeplanumend.com domain on Wednesday. Takashi Obata and Sugumi Oba, um, Death Known Bakuman, launched the Platinum End manga in Shuisha's Jump SQ magazine in November 2015. She uh, should publish a 13th volume in Japan on September 4th. Has anyone ever read this? If you have, let me know. Um, I heard it was pretty good. Plus, 
Takashi Obara. I've always liked his work, you know. Um, antique bakery manga gets live action Thai show um, called Baker Boys. Um, the show will start tonight. Uh, Sambat and as Poon, and um, in the original manga, he was Keiichiro Tachimana. and uh, Prakaya Rungroch as Weir, and Purum Raturangat Watana as Krating, and Pat Ekasenga Kal as uh, Poo. So yeah, dude, if you if you read this manga, let me know how it is because I kind of want to read it. Like it, it looks super cute. I low key might have to watch this show. Uh, when it comes out, apparently it's premiering in 2021. Um, live action Roni Kenshin final chapter films, um, are now teasing that they will be opening in April, June, April and June, respectively. These two final movies were supposed to come out, um, in the summer of 2020. Obviously that didn't happen because, um, of, uh, Rona Chan. So yeah, dude, that's. I'm excited. If you've never seen these films, they're really fucking cool. Um, the The first one was really cool, and the second and third one kind of went back to back in a way. Um, and these are supposed to like these are supposed to be these these movies. They're called the final and the beginning. They're supposed to be like the two Samurai X movies, respectively. Whereas the first Samurai X movie shows how Kenshin became the Batsai, and then the other Samurai X movie shows, like, ends the, you know, the the series and stuff like that. So I believe that's what they're uh, for, which is going to be cool. Um, Satellite Saxon Gun sci-fi anime reveals more cast and staff. This looks like a really cute show. I have no idea what it's about, but, like, the... The Twitter account for Project Anima announced more cast and staff members for Saxon Gun Satellites anime of Nekotaro Inui's Sakugan Labyrinth Marker uh, novel on Thursday. Oh, here's a summary. The novel's description reads, The distant future long after the Western calendar is no longer used. Humans live shoulder to shoulder cramped in the labyrinth, an underground world deep below the surface where many colonies where there are many colonies where people live underground in a labyrinth. This place is known for extreme high temperatures, but also for loads of gold, silver, and other riches. In one of the colonies named Pinin, a curious nine-year-old girl named Memenpu and her father, Gagamba, board a two-person work robot and mine for ore. They eke a living as the lowest of lowest worker occupations. And then uh, some shit happens, and it's going to be crazy, basically. But it looks really cool. I really like the character designs. I like the character, um, uh, Memenpu. Um, she looks really cute, and her dad, uh, Gagamba, he's got this cool, like, fucking bomber jacket. Really cool. I'm excited for that. Uh, all right, here we go. Here's the, oh, I gotta tell you about this, okay? Because I read this, I read this earlier today, and I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. But, like, a year ago, they came out with this thing called Marvel Jump Collaboration. And it was, like, these one-shots of Marvel superheroes. And it was really cool. And the Deadpool Samurai one-shot was so popular that they are now, there's gonna, they're now making a full-on, like, series of it. Uh, Deadpool manga. And it will be serialized with Jump Plus. 
it was really cool. I really, I really dug it. It was really cool. A lot of Japanese people love Deadpool, and a lot of them love Marvel comics. So I'm sure they're excited as much as we are. So it was really cool, man. It was really funny, very Deadpool-like, very hilarious. So if you ever want to read that, I would highly recommend you do. Um, okay, so here's those Shoga Kuken Manga Awards. Best Children's Manga. Uh, Duel Masters, uh, Chocolat no Maho, The Magic of Chocolate. Best Shonen Manga. Uh, Teasing Master Takagi-san, uh, Burning Kabadi, Shakunetsu Kabadi. Uh, Chainsaw Man, Best Shoujo Manga, Kuzu to Kemomimi, uh, Yuzuki Sanchi no Yankyorai, The Four Brothers of the Yuzuki Household is what it's called, uh, Koi o Shirenai Bokutachi wa we, we Who Know Nothing of Love, Best General Manga, Dead Dead Demons, Dead 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 Destruction, that's literally what it's called, it's called Dead Dead Demons, Dead 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 Destruction, um, which is in weekly big comic spirits. I should probably say be saying what magazines these are coming out of. Uh, Promise Cinderella, um, which I've heard good things about, uh, and Hako Hakozume Kobanjoshi no Gyashu, Hakozume a police box woman's counterattack is what that's called. So yeah, there you go. I hope Chainsaw Man wins, man. Chainsaw Man is woo shit. Um. Anyway, that's all for the anime news. But I want to talk about this. This uh, this is this, this is a big piece at the end here. Opinion piece, obs- observation, just observation. So it was announced yesterday that all of Warner Brothers like Warner Brothers Studios slated movies for 2021 are now going to also premiere on HBO Max. Including Dune, The Matrix 4 and Mortal Kombat. And in Space Jam, obviously the new the new Space Jam movie. So why is this a big piece, right? Because like we're hoping that movie theaters will be open again soon in 2021. A lot of them are open now, which in my opinion is really stupid. But you know, um, dumb people exist. So, but like. A lot of people were were when we kind of talked about this on the newscast a few times as well. Is you know is this going to be the death of the of the movie theater? And you know I had always kind of said nah when things go back to normal it'll be fine, and whatever. But now we have this. We literally have all of WB Studios' entire movie catalog going to HBO Max as it premieres in the theater. So when Mortal Kombat comes out, like, let's, like for example, right? Mortal Kombat comes out. Let's see. Wait, does, is there a release date for Mortal Kombat? I'm trying to look. It doesn't say. It just says 2021. But, like, for example, right? Let's say Mortal Kombat comes out uh, July 1st, okay? It comes out to theaters in Ju- on July 1st. And then it will come out on HBO Max that day. So like, the, the and and so remember last week we talked about or not last week but a couple weeks ago, we talked about Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four coming going to HBO Max. We talked about how the day it comes out in theaters, it will also be coming out on HBO Max. And this makes sense, 
obviously, because not every theater is open. Only some of them are, right? Not not all of them, depending on what state you live in and, you know, wherever or wherever you live in the world. You know, not every movie theater is open. So maybe for Warner Brothers, this seems like the move, right? It's like, well, we need to get money somehow because we're not going to be able to. It's not going to have movie theaters are not going to, you know, we don't know what it's going to be like. Maybe more movie theaters are going to be closed by then. Maybe not all of them are going to be open by the time we get everyone vaccinated or whatever with the COVID vaccine or whatever. You know what I mean? They don't know. You don't know. So, like, they have to make their money somehow, I guess, right? So this was the move for them, apparently. And so now people are are really questioning it. Like, okay, like, we've had discussions before about the death of the movie theater because of the pandemic. But no, it'll be fine. I think movie theaters will be fine as soon as we get everything back to normal. We'll just start going to the movies again. Whatever. For these movies, that is no longer the case. Now, you can have, you know, your movies premiering at home with you. And that was also true for a few movies that have come out this past year, obviously. Like, you know, Trolls did that. Uh, Mulan did that with Disney+. Plus. You know, Things like that, you know, movies here and there. Amazon Prime movies premiered that way. Netflix movies premiered that way. But you have to remember that Hulu movies and Netflix movies and things like that and Amazon Prime original movies were premiering that way anyway before the pandemic. But now here we are. We're talking about major Hollywood, you know, movies. Not that those aren't Hollywood movies also, but like these ones you know, that were meant to go to the theater before anywhere else. They're now going to go to HBO Max the moment they hit the theater. So, and you have to understand, this is all of Warner Brothers 2021 lineup. Okay, I have the whole list right here. The Little Things, the new Tom and Jerry movie with Chloe Grace Moretz, The Many Saints of Newark, Reminiscence, Godzilla vs. Kong, The Conjuring, the new Conjuring movie, In the Heights, the new Space Jam, the Suicide Squad, Dune, which looks sick, by the way, King Richard, Matrix 4, Cry Macho, Malignant, Those Who Wish Me Dead, Mortal Kombat, and Judas and the Black Messiah. Like, it's all going to go on HBO. Like, some of these already have solid release dates. Uh, January 29th for The Little Things, March 5th for Tom and Jerry, May 21st for Godzilla vs. Kong. So, like, let if you have HBO Max right now, and you, you are planning on having it through all of 2021, you do not have to go to the theater for this. You don't. All these movies I just listed, you do not have to go to the theater for. And so, so, so yes, they, they need to find a way to make money. Because if theaters aren't open, you can't put your movie in the theater. But, if you, but on the other side of that, if you don't put your movie in the theater, nobody's going to go to the theater. So it's like, then the theater suffers. So then it's like, well, how are we going to keep theaters alive if we're not going to the theater? And now people are with HBO Max are definitely not going to go to the theater. If they, if you know, they could decide, you know, me and Trisha, oh, we want to go see Mortal Kombat. And, you know, maybe Trisha wakes up with a headache that morning or I wake up not feeling that good that morning. And we were going to go see the movie like at two, three o'clock. And, you know, I'm just like, you know, let's just watch it. We got HBO Max. Let's just watch it here. Let's go. Let's order a pizza, you know. You know what I mean? That's two tickets that that movie theater is not going to get now. So 
you're probably wondering which side I'm on uh, on this on this debate. I'm not on any other side. I'm waiting to see what happens. Um, obviously, because you got to do what you got to do. Okay, I understand that. I get that. At the same time, I do not want to see the movie theater die. I don't. I really don't. We've talked about this a couple times on this newscast before, and I will always stand by the fact that the movie theater experience is great. Um, the last movie I saw in theater before the shutdowns happened was in February, was the new Sonic movie, and that was a great theater experience. Um, theaters nowadays are upping the shit out of their game, okay? Like, like my uh, Trisha's other girlfriend, our other girlfriend, she had, like, pretzel bites delivered to her seat while we were watching. You know, we had beer. We had fucking huge ass, and it was, it wasn't, it wasn't expensive. You know what I mean? Like, it, like... Theaters are upping their game so much to the point where they're not going to charge you fucking $10 for a large popcorn no more. You know, now we have reward systems that are free to sign up for. We still got $5 Tuesday, things like that. Like, that was such, it was fun, dude. Like, seeing and seeing Avengers Endgame in the theater was an experience. Seeing Speed Racer in the theater was an experience. Seeing anime films in the theater is an experience. You know what I mean? So, I really hope not. I really hope not. I really hope not. And I really hope not. If anything, WB choosing to WB Studios, Warner Bros. Studios choosing to do this will just make it so maybe theaters will get more in tune with doing other kinds of stuff. Like maybe they'll do more anime film events. Maybe they'll do more G Kids anime events. You know, because like they got to get their business somewhere, right? So if that happens, you know, they got, I will, you know what? And, and here's, here's the vow I'll make right now. When it is safe for me to do so and when it is safe for other people to do so and theaters reopen and things like that and things start getting back to a a more safe uh, kind of thing, safe, you know, experience, I will go to the movie theater every week because, I mean, we practically, me and Trisha and um, our other girlfriend and her husband were practically doing that before the pandemic. We started going to the movies every week, every Tuesday, the $5 Tuesday. And honestly, I'm so mad that we didn't do that before we started, you know, before the time we started actually doing it. Like, I I should have patroned movie theaters more often. There was, there was a big chunk of, of time, like three or four years ago when I started this podcast even, that I wasn't going to the movie theaters as often. And the last movie I saw with Nick was Alita. And man, I I don't want the movie theater to die. That's I'll say that for sure. It's an experience, especially for people who love movies like I do. You know. So that being said, I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you guys for listening every week. I appreciate you guys so much for all your support. Um, doing our Spotify, I, doing the Spotify Wrapped thing, and showing how much we've grown. Um, and that's just according to Spotify numbers. You know, that's not according to, you know, overall numbers that we've grown is, is really cool. It's really great to see. And I hope to keep doing this for you guys. So I love you guys very much. That being said, this has been the Anime Summit Newscast.